This is a Cortez Currents news update. Fisheries and Oceans Canada, DFO, is cleaning up some of the shellfish growing areas in our region. Eric Lyon of Rising Tide Shellfish believes the cleanups may be connected to the fact aquaculture licenses in this area will come up for renewal in 2025. Fisheries and Oceans Canada, DFO, has not yet returned Cortez Currents' initial query but Leon is working on cleanups on Cortez and Pendrel Islands. After 60 years, aquaculture growing in Pendrel Sound on East Redunda Island has been closed down. There was a whole over a week-long operation. We had come and gone with the speedboat a few times, and then Max and Heidi had to stay up there on their sailboat. You don't really want to be running around in the middle of the night commuting to a place as far away as Pendrel Sound. Most of the divers, they're used to this kind of thing, traveling all over the place. They're pretty comfortable on their boats. So they all, for the most part, just stayed up there until the job was done. A local diver, Dylan Smith, obtained the beach cleanup contract on East Pendrel, and Christopher Maury is the DFO officer involved. So I've actually just been emailing with Christopher Mari and Dylan sort of a debrief on the whole project. And they definitely think they've only just started scratching the surface. They were asking me if I had sort of an assessment of how much of the intertidal debris we've cleaned up. And it's really impossible to say because it's one of these things like the gift that keeps on giving, but nobody wants, right? You, the more you look, the more you find. Uh, there's literally, you know, 60 years worth of stuff built up, but some of it is so crusted over with oysters and regen that it's effectively just an artificial reefer. It's just been grown into the landscape. Um, so I don't know how far they're going to go with the whole project, but there's definitely an intention to go back and keep working on it. There were a few bad actors in particular that just didn't go far enough in terms of cleaning up the optics of the place and removing some of that debris. So then um, DFO said, okay, well, we're not going to let this practice continue. We're not going to allow anybody from now on to use this area as essentially a wild hatchery for shellfish propagation. And if you guys can't clean it up, then we're going to clean it up. Lion gave some details of the cleanup. They had various dive outfits on board. They had a ROV that was able to underwater survey the whole sound up to any depth. And so they came up with this plan. And our role was fairly simple. We just went when the tide was out and cut open old bags of shell and dumped them out and tried to collect any and all of the plastics we could find. It was a pretty tough job. And of course the tides aren't very cooperative this time of year. They were mostly at night. Well, we went up two days with my crew. There was four or five of us, Darian and Jeff and Emmanuel and I went up the first day and put a pretty good dent in one area. And then it was this, uh, us again the next day with one other guy, Josh. And then we realized that we weren't going to be able to really be effective unless we were there overnight. So we called in Max and Heidi and they were there for a couple of nights. And then on the third night, I joined them again. 
And on the third day, by then there was the divers had been working away for a solid week as well, hooking into stuff that was down on the seafloor and hauling it up. And they had the inlet raider come up and they were meant to be there for three days helping with collecting all of this debris. But they actually had to send the raider home early because it was full, which was pretty amazing to see a 120 foot long self-propelled barge completely heaped with garbage. So that's when it really sank in just how much stuff was up there. You see it scattered all over the place, little bits here and there, bigger bits over there, you know, aggregations of it and everything. But when you see it all piled, heaping high on a barge like that, it's pretty hard to deny that there was a problem there. Lyon had a more encouraging story from Cortez Island, where there's a cleanup underway in Gorge Harbor. At B Islets in the Gorge last year, we got a letter of non-compliance with the conditions of license and, you know, very firm dates about when it was expected that we would be sending in reports of what we've done to address these issues. Basically, all of us had non-compliance issues with the way we were doing things, but we pulled it together really well, and I'm proud of where we're at now. We've been continuously just chipping away at maintenance, replacing old lines, getting rid of unused equipment, garbage hauled away, wrapping old foams if we don't have replacements for them, replacing old foam billets with new air fill only billets. There's a lot of work that's happened there in the past couple of years and the place is looking really good now. We still have some issues but we definitely are on target to be fully compliant with all of these conditions by the time the license is going to be renewed. We're just looking at cleaning up the debris that's on the bottom underneath the tenure even, uh, which is costly. Having divers swim down and it's a deep site, it's over a hundred feet, most of it. So we're gonna get started this year on even cleaning up the seafloor underneath the site, which the DFO also is making money available to contribute to our costs there. Um, we have, right now we're just wrapping up phase two of what they are calling a FACTAP program, Fisheries and Aquaculture Clean Technology Adoption Program. And in that program, Growers like us are eligible to be reimbursed for up to 75% of the cost of replacing old foam billets with roto-molded, heavy-duty plastic, air-fill-only flotation, which has been an amazing opportunity for us to get in on that because those uh, floats are very expensive and you know you need quite a few rafts depending on the scale of your business. So it's not something that you necessarily want to that whole cost yourself out of your operating budget. But the DFO have made that possible. Dave McCleaver, for instance, who has been in business in the Gorge for, I don't know, 30 years, he's taken advantage of that and he's in the process of completely redoing his farm. It's pretty cool to see. He's got, I forget how many brand new rafts out there already and more coming all the time. So it's been really advantageous for anybody that wants to take advantage of that program 
and make sure that they are in compliance before this next round of license renewals, because it's gonna be a problem for people that don't take advantage of it.